Hello, welcome to season one, episode nine of This Lonely Bitch, the podcast about a 39 year old woman who is looking for a husband without actually dating. That's right. A week ago, I was a mere 38 years old. Now I'm 39. Three plus nine is 12. One plus two is three. Why did I have to think about that? My birthday is December 3rd. I love the number three. I love the numbers one, two, three. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I had a birthday. I spent it on the boat by myself. I politely declined invitations to spend it with anyone else. Believe it or not, I can't believe there was anyone who wanted to spend my birthday with me, but there was. I thought, you know what? This will probably be the last birthday I get to spend on my own for a long time. So I spent the day watching YouTube videos. I got myself some data and watched a lot of YouTube videos. I got myself a frozen pizza. I heated it up, added some cheese, some melty cheese, and... For an appetizer, I had a bag of Doritos, nacho flavored. I wish I had Cool Ranch, but they didn't have Cool Ranch because, I don't know, I've never really seen Cool Ranch outside of the US. And then for dessert, I had some Oreos that I dunked in some whole milk. I am not someone, I'm not, like, it's whole milk for me. I used to drink like the nut milks and things. I still like nut milk. I still like almond milk if I'm having like a chai, like chai latte at Starbucks, but I'm pretty happy with whole milk. I am lactose intolerant. I'm pretty comfortable with farting. (laughs) It doesn't get much worse though. Not for me anyway. So I did leave the boat eventually and now I'm in a hostel in Antalya. Here is a hot tip for people who are trying to stay single while traveling. Sometimes you just need the presence of other bodies. Sometimes you just need some affection, you need some company. You know, this has often been my mistake when getting together with other people. And I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to go to a hostel and stay in a room with people, breathe in their carbon dioxide, listen to their farting, their snoring, their sleep talking, complain about how messy they are. And maybe that will be enough to fill that void that, you know, the lack of the other person. And so far it's working. Um... So far, it's great. It's also nice to, like, bite the bullet because I do feel self-conscious about getting older. And I don't look my age all the time to uh, to everyone. So I do feel self-conscious about it. And it's nice to just, like, just lean into it, you know? Lean in. By staying in a hostel with lots of young people. Um, I'm probably one of the oldest people here. 
I'm not the oldest, but I'm one of them. And no one seems to mind, which is cool. That's really cool. But I also, I guess, now I'm think I'm overthinking it. My initial plan for this podcast was to record in three parts. There's so many things. God, I just feel like there's so much stuff that I'm encountering. And it's just like spilling out of me. Like I feel like like my stomach has been cut open and my intestines, they're just pouring out of me. I'm sorry for the gruesome analogy. But I just feel like everything, like I just... And it's not like, it's not like I don't want that to happen. It's like exactly what I want to happen. Is it too much? I don't know. But, you know, I do trust that if it is too much, people are adults and they have the option to turn away. (laughs) And they will exercise that option as necessary. Maybe we should start backwards. We'll start with now and then see how far back I can go. Because it's been a busy week. So yesterday I took a kundalini yoga class. It was only a class. It was basically a class just so I don't bore you with the details of that. So I took a kundalini yoga class. I have tried kundalini yoga in New York probably like 10 years ago. And I was really into trying it because it was like alternative and cool. It's like, you know, trying all different kinds of yoga, but like Kundalini yoga was like more esoteric. And obviously, I, I, I just want to do what seems like different because different is what I believed made me cool, you know? I really didn't like it, but I did go quite a bit. Um, I never liked it. But, you know, I've been doing these hip opening exercises and they've been great. Like, they've been super helpful. I feel like I've been letting a lot go. A friend of mine pointed out to me that, you know, the base chakra, like, it's all, this is all, like, not only is about, like, your life force and the origins of your life force, sexual energy, but it's also about safety, like a feeling of safety, And I think maybe part of why I was reluctant to leave the boat. Did I say I was reluctant to leave the boat? I was reluctant to leave the boat. Part of why I was reluctant to leave the boat was because I felt safe there. And I've been like afraid that I won't find that same feeling of safety off the boat. Isn't that crazy? Um, Yeah, so I did the kundalini yoga class. And I woke up early in the morning for it. Early for me. And complained about it. But like in a charming way, I think. <laughs> I hadn't slept much the night before, so I was still kind of out of it while we were doing it. And I remembered why I didn't like it. It ha- It's like intense in a way. It's intense in a way that doesn't resonate with me. So I took the yoga class and like I made my way through it and was this time at this age and knowing that I've been doing the hip opening stuff, like I was really excited. But I I remembered, even as I remembered why I didn't like it in the beginning, like when I first tried it all those years ago, you know, this time I could appreciate it and look forward to anything it might bring for me. 
might bring me, right? Or open up for me, help me release, so on and so forth. So I came back to the hostel and I thought I was just going to change and go out and get something to eat. Instead, I came back and slept for like three hours. I hadn't slept much the night before, but like three hours is a lot, right? So I took a three-hour nap and I woke up. I had a dream. I had this very intense dream. And I woke up and I was angry about the dream. And I was surprised because in the dream, I was like kind of nasty to someone. And I'm not usually nasty to people. So I was really surprised. And then cried you know I cried a lot I cried a lot and I thought about so in the dream like someone had like wi-fi and they thought I was like tethering to their wi-fi and I'm like no like I have my own wi-fi but the way I defended myself I was like kind of aggressive and like nasty not rude not brash nasty you know like why the fuck would i need your wi-fi when i have my own but in like even like like even more like harsh than that it's a stupid thing right but then i thought so when i woke up i was like what is this like basically it's like a dream about me stealing something from someone or being accused of stealing something from someone And I'm like trying to work backwards with this dream, right? I guess kind of like we're doing now. So I'm being accused of stealing something from someone. If someone is accusing me of stealing something, maybe they're saying like, uh, they like think that I want something that is not mine. Maybe they're thinking that I want something that I don't deserve, that doesn't belong to me, right? So maybe I like, it doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to me because I don't deserve it. This is like the game I play. I'm like trying to figure out where this comes from. And then, okay, I have been accused of stealing things in real life, which is kind of weird to me because I don't really care about what other people have, you know? Like, it's just not even, it's not just not even something that's interesting to me. Um, so like sometimes something will go missing and somebody like think that I've taken it and I'm like I like I'm not I'm not like thinking about you I'm not thinking about like your shit like I really don't care you know um I'm kind of busy doing my own stuff I have my own stuff right but I am also concerned about my things but I'm not like looking at another person thinking like they're gonna that specific person is gonna take it from me right So why have I been accused of stealing? And I think, like, people are actually pretty smart. Like, they can tell when you want something. And I think sometimes maybe we can tell when someone wants something, even if they're not conscious of their own wanting, right? So maybe someone is looking at me and they're like, it seems like she wants something, but I don't know what it is. And then they think that, like, maybe... If something goes missing, then they're like, oh, that's what she wanted, right? It's like, what is it that I could possibly want that maybe I'm not aware of? Because obviously I'm emitting some sort of energy, right? That makes people think this. Like, what is it? I mean, there's so much that I want because I'm so uncomfortable asking for the things that I want, right? 
and I'm still like making conscious the things that I want and kind of allowing them to surface and these desires to come to light so maybe someone is sensing that like this suppressed desire I have and because they don't know what it is you know we're logical creatures we want to be logical we want to make sense of things so naturally it's like oh maybe she wants something of mine right maybe they're just picking up on this general want that i have this unspoken want you know and then maybe i'm also encountering somebody who's like resistant to giving people what it is that they feel they want from them usually somebody with like intimacy issues you know um like my dad like me like sometimes if somebody wants if somebody makes like a bid for a friendship or something and i'm not feeling it instead of just being like i'm really not feeling it i'm kind of bored i'm kind of busy whatever like i get angry about it i was watching this interview with this guy jack harlow like i just saw him online and i was like curious about it i was curious about this guy because he seems to have this charisma this like easy charisma and i'm like where does this charisma come from and i think it comes from him being like a genuinely like loving person like i just kind of felt like if he was in a situation like that he's really young he's in his early 20s like let's say he's in a situation where someone wants something from him and he doesn't want to give it to them he wouldn't be nasty about it he would find a way to like be lovingly like lovingly decline this want lovingly refuse the person right because that's what people do when they're like coming from a loving place and i was just like i remember just like like watching him in this in this interview and really feeling like his ability to love like i don't know if it's his ability to love but just feeling like this love vibration from him that like he has this capacity for love that's that he has access to that he's not afraid of that maybe he's just he comes from a nice home and so you know his parents told him that they loved him and they supported him and stuff and so it's it's something that really radiates from him i thought i could i could stand to be more like that i could learn to be more like that myself It made me think of my dad because one of the things with my dad was like he was so distant and I feel like when you have children when you have children it's I know that it's a huge responsibility to have a child but you're also like giving yourself this gift of unconditional love because you cannot help but love your parents you cannot help but love your caregiver caregiver caregivers plural you know you just it's biologically necessary to love your caregiver and like even even if the caregiver is like woefully disappointing you'll always find a way to love them you'll always find a way and it's not difficult you know it's never difficult to love them even if you have to do it from afar What's difficult is when the caregiver cannot love you back and you have to accept that. 
or they're limited in the way that they can love you back and you have to accept that you have to accept that you know you're still okay they've kept you alive that's enough you're still okay you're doing fine and my dad's like my dad you know like he could be nasty I think like he resented I feel like he resented us a lot but kept it inside like he just like refused this gift of love and it wasn't even necessarily us who wanted to give it to him this is a a gift that he had given himself Like, I think that he refused a gift that he had given himself, you know? And even when he was sick, like, the last couple of weeks, you know, he needed to be bathed and wiped and taken care of like a baby. And I was pretty much the only person who could do it, you know? And one day he asked me, he's like, what do you want? Like, like he thought that I was doing this because I wanted something from him. Like, that's how he treated me. Like, not because he was my father, not because I loved him, but because I wanted something from him. And I'm really ashamed to admit that I have been the same fucking way not all the time but sometimes like I feel like if someone is giving too much they want something from me you know I had this boyfriend from the ages of 19 to 21 and one time he had gone out of his way to do a favor for me and a friend and we, we got into this fight And I was like, what are you even doing here? Like, he'd shown up in the middle of the night. He'd gone really far out of his way to be there for me. For a really stupid reason. It wasn't even anything important. And I was like, we were fighting. I was like, I don't even know why you're here. What are you even doing here? We'd broken up at that point. And he goes, I'm here because I love you. Like, I love you. Don't you understand? I'm here because I love you. I did this because I love you. Do you not understand that? And I didn't respond and he left. And I was a little stoned. I'm not a sm- I'm not a stoner, but I was a little stoned that time. I was really young. And I went to my girlfriend who was asleep because we were fighting. So she did the prudent thing and went to sleep. <laughs> I went to her, I woke her up, and I was like, you'll never believe what this guy said. He just kept saying over and over again that he loves me. That's called to prayer. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? He just kept saying over and over again that he loves me. It was like he was trying to hypnotize me. And the look on this girl's face, she was like, the look on her face, like she was so confused because I'd woken her up and we were both stoned. And then she's like, I can't believe this girl is my friend, you know? But that's like, 
like I I had that reaction and it took me years maybe like five six seven eight years (laughs) wow that's embarrassing maybe like seven eight years to realize that no he really did just love me you know like that's a thing that people do that's a thing that people are capable of that's something that happens I mean that tells you a lot about the way it was brought up right and my dad died at 74 years old 75 there's an argument about it because whatever he wasn't born in in the u.s so people don't know for sure but my dad died looking at love the same way (laughs) as in like being able to look at it and still not see it for what the fuck it was it is you know So I had a really good cry about it. And also just like let myself cry about just how hurt I was that he would think that, you know. And he also was like, I don't know, he was just mean. He was just mean and he was yelling at me a lot. I mean, dying is not easy when you don't want to die, right? So I let myself kind of release that and grieve that. So that's what's up with me. I just feel like I have to constantly make the choice, the loving choice, to show up, to show up. Like, showing up is love, right? But also, like, accepting my own boundaries and needs is love. Then, accepting what others offer me, if I like it, if I want it, deep down inside, it's love, right? So I feel like I just don't even really know what love is, like legitimately, legit, legit, don't even know what it is, and I'm still figuring that whole thing out. I feel like that's bonkers. It's fucking bonkers to be this old (laughs) and not know what the fuck love even is anyway so I'm letting myself have fun with the people I'm meeting in the hostel because I actually really like them and yeah I stayed in a hostel in Istanbul but I didn't like connect with I I like these people a lot but I didn't allow myself to kind of like like lose myself in the fun of being around them and so now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to let myself do that. Now, like today, I needed some time by myself and I was going to spend the whole day by myself. And some people in the hostel were like, oh, we're going to go get lunch. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let myself enjoy this. I'm going to let myself enjoy these people, you know? I guess that's it. I guess that's it for... We're going to call this my birthday episode, even though it's a little after my birthday. I guess that's it. I'm not reading The Count of Monte Cristo anymore, by the way. It got really fucking dark. I'm not about that life. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it now that I'm not alone on the boat. Because it was scary. I got scared. (laughs) 
um, yeah. Okay, there's my update. Teşekkürler. That means thank you in Turkish. I want to say XOXO, I love you, goodbye. And as Vicky would say, ciao for now.